0: This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Garza. Welcome Friday. We've only had a, I think one pod this week, but Yeah, like one. I think there was no news really. No. Um know. so today there's some exciting news. DeMarcus Lawrence has signed a five-year, $105 million contract. The 105000000 million doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's actually the guarantees of what matter, which is $65 million. Um, basically, it's a three-year contract at $21.5 million. Um, it's about, I believe, a $2 million less than uh, Khalil Mack makes yearly. And it's, uh, Khalil Mack's guarantees are $90 million, yeah. where... Demarcus is sixty five. Um, Demarcus is sixty five, and of course, Demarcus, if he went into free agency, he probably would have matched it. But right. that's not how it works when you right. sign with your team. Yeah. So, um, I think I, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm pretty happy with that contract. Um, he's gonna turn twenty seven this month. Um, you basically, it, you know, you get him for the next three years, and then if you want, you can tr- get rid of him. Um, there's no loss there, and on top of that, you got. Dak's contract coming up, Amari, Zeke, so um, they can really work this very well. I, I think the Cowboys have uh, completely turned around. I think their front office has completely Steven
1: go- Steven's running the show and Jerry's. Yeah, just you can back, really tell nice. that nice. you know they're
0: bringing the analytics game into the into the picture here Will where Ma- Will McClay's
1: a freaking and they're, genius. They're bro. doing
0: they've been a like to me, the two thousands going into the mid two thousand tens. They, ha- they were not really working the cap very well, and they were really doing boneheaded moves with some- signing some players. Um, but I think this is a great contract for them. So I'll let Chase give off a little happiness. Oh, oh also before I want to say is Chase did call this last week. He said that he thought D-Law would be signed the next week or two. Um, if you listened to our pods last week, he did call this. So it, it did happen.
1: Yeah, uh, I just figured that they just needed to get this done before the draft. Um they have a few other little kinks they got to make with the roster. The draft will help a lot of that. But if they do want to go and sign another low-key, you know, a couple positions of maybe like a backup running back, whatever, you know, now they can go ahead and do that and know what they got going into cap space uh, for this year. So now it just basically comes down to how are this team going to draft? Are they going to go best player available? Are they going to try to go safety high? Are they going to try to maybe trade up? You know, see what they can work with. Um, Thinking maybe they only need a few picks. They have some expendable picks to get up if they want. Um, I guess we'll
0: have to wait and see. But and I I, guess it would also make sense to see what they're going to do at corner because you know Byron Jones. I think uh, is he he has a year left on his contract. He has one more year after this. Now they may look to get another premium, you know, another player there at that position. So that may also be you know what they're thinking a safety a corner yeah uh, they don't necessarily need to worry about uh, the outside defenders on mm-hmm. on the line yeah. maybe you can still you know look at mid-round deal interior d-line um and also get a running back behind zeke so i it's it's a good day for if you're a cowboys fan you feel pretty good
1: i just think um i mean this corner draft in, uh isn't very high isn't very uh deep so, I would like to, unless I would. I mean, I'm not saying they can't mm-hmm. take one in the early um, second round if they didn't want to, but I think that they may save that for like maybe the third, fourth yeah, round. You're not
0: getting as great value as other drafts. Yeah, I think
1: safety is going to be their number one target, and I would be shocked if they didn't, if some player doesn't fall in that 35 40 range that they like. Maybe Abram, whatever. Maybe they trade up and make a, make a move there and then see where they can go from there. And then I mean, they the could role. also
0: still bring another, you know, they could always trade for a safety i know they signed a safety but yeah. there's you never know no, there's still happen.
1: No, there, there's options and they let and that's the best part of this is that they let themselves options and they don't have too many holes left to fill so it, it's the options open up they're going into the draft
0: really you know in position to not have to you know take care of a need they really can push themselves say hey look there's a there's a you know uh a receiver that we like and it's not a need but you know he would be great with our group so right. it, it i think it's a good good you know, good little part to be in for the Cowboys, and that's yeah. the way all teams should be. They should really try to cover—not saying spend big money on players, but really cover all your needs and free agency so that yeah. you can go into the draft. And you know, try. you yeah. may still want to replace them and get a better player. Yeah. But going in, trying to get the best player available. But
1: now, but now you can go and draft that safety and Iloka, uh, Heath, um, even Woods, who's now in a couple years in. Now they can mm-hmm. m- mold that into what they want. And then if Iloka leaves, now they got to there that can keep working and that's the best part of it and i mean this this team has definitely um like mike said i mean we they've been running a lot better in previous or this the last previous years than they had in the past so it's really really nice to see this front office finally take initiative and make make things happen so
0: so now we're going to move on i am going to have a mock draft that we're going to speak about in this uh the last part of this of this uh conversation here on this pod um, but I want to bring up, we haven't actually discussed it yet, but um, the AAF um, mm-hmm. has folded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't discussed it. Uh, as of yesterday, a bunch of players have, are starting to sign with NFL teams, which basically was the point of the yeah. league. Uh-huh. Um, so, Garrett Gilbert, um, the quarterback, signed with the Browns. Um, Rashad Ross, who was basically the best receiver yeah. there, signed with the Panthers. Um, I believe there was some some offensive linemen that have also signed with the Panthers, um, Demonte Moore signed with the Niners.
1: I saw someone sign with um, the Vikings.
0: Probably, probably, yeah. probably off. There's so many players right okay. now. Yeah. Um. I uh. I forgot his name. The quarterback from Memphis, not Johnny Manziel. The other one. He is working out for. Um. I I can't remember what team, but th- these players are just at this point. This league did what it was supposed to do. I just feel like, like, you know, a lot of people who started the league, um, not Bill Pullian, but the other guy, he he kind of screwed, you know, they yeah. kind of screwed the pooch, and, yeah. you know, getting, you know, the NFL PA on board has, you know, they couldn't do it, and that was the biggest issue, I mean, you want to get those practice, you know, players yeah. who were not going to make the team, but potentially would have been on the practice squad, right. come and play yeah. on the offseason, so, it's kind of tough, but end of the day, you know... They kind of screwed the players. Because they had to pay their own ticket. They got kicked out of the hotel instantly. So yeah, no, there was a lot that went wrong. Yeah. So I think in the end of the day, though, uh, if you know, fifteen players sign an NFL contract and half of them make a team, uh, it's a success, even though they spent, you know, four hundred million dollars or whatever. Yeah. So right. Uh, I don't hate it. So. I mean, it folded. I'm sorry to see it, but with XFL starts off next year, hopefully they can maintain something. Yeah. Um, I really like though this idea that they had though the AF of trying not to be a this is we're not competing versus the NFL team. We're trying to get players who can try to you know show something to make it yeah. so. Um, I'm just happy that some, you know, these players are actually coming out and yeah. possibly making a team. No, it basically gives these guys, you know, a platform. A, a
1: platform, exactly. And it's not the same like where a league starts up and they just sign X NFL players, like Mike said, like the XFL did before. And I don't think the XFL is going to do
0: that this time around, but we shall see how that goes. I'm just con- the, my, that's my biggest con- concern about the XFL. Are they gonna try to compete versus the NFL? Because if they're trying to compete, they're gonna fail.
1: I think they're gonna do I think they're gonna do what the AAF kinda did, but I think they're gonna do it in a more perfected way.
0: Yeah, it probably helps that they didn't jump off and try to do this instantly. Yeah. They gave themselves some room and try to actually pring you know uh, oliver luck he's the the commissioner exactly. yeah. so I, they're bringing actual people from the nfl and taking time yeah. and not rushing things because if you rush things this is basically what happens exactly. you know if they do you know somehow get an agreement you know with with the you know the nfl pa then that would be perfect right. um and you know it takes time that's why you don't rush things but right yeah um is with that You know, it's going to be fun. There is some news. Uh, Hilton Hill, I believe he was an undrafted free agent last year. He's been suspended four games for Peds. Um, You know, Duke Johnson has yet to be traded. Um, Josh Sutton, the guard, I believe he played with the Packers. He retired, so he's a pretty decent guard. And then lastly, Mark Walton was arrested third time in the past year. Uh, I don't know why the Bengals haven't cut him. No. They haven't I, cut him at this point. They should cut him. Yeah. Three times
1: he's arrested. Like, some teams, some dudes don't even get past the first one. And this dude's got three. I, I will say, though,
0: there, there was a report that he got tased, and he pulled the taser off himself and kept running. Jesus. <laughs> so,
1: well, at least he's a savage nut. Uh, for a running
0: back, that's pretty yeah. good. Too bad he didn't show that on the field. Um, and then I, the Raiders continue to add receivers. They signed Ryan Grant... Um, he was with the Colts prior this past year, and then the year before that. And he And then was with they the Redskins. also released Seth Roberts. Seth too. Roberts has been cut. But man, I love how aggressive the Raiders have been with adding players to their receiver. They, you know, they have Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Ryan Grant, J.J. Nelson, and then on top of that, Marcel Atman, who who's a rookie from last year. Um, that group has became you know a weakness last year to now a you know strength. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't hate it. I like how aggressive they're being. Um, I told you the Raiders were going to be aggressive. I don't I know if it's going to be... come create wins. I mean, Tony Brown does but, help quite a lot, but it, it like you're bringing talent. But to... But they're at least adding interest. Interest, yes. And uh, like I said about the Cowboys, you know, even though they're spending a lot of money, but. They're basically they're spending
1: in the right places,
0: maybe we'll see.
1: <laughs> well, no, oh, well, no, well the Raiders may not be spending in the right places, that's what I mean. About yes. the Raiders, but yes. not the Cowboys,
0: gotcha. Um, because when you resign your own, my thing is if you're signing your own players, it's worth spending the money, but instead of going overspending in free agency, yeah. but nonetheless, I like how they're going into the draft, not having a specific need other than DN, I think that's the only big need they have, you know, safety. Um, linebackers, you know, kind of covered with Brandon Marshall and, yeah. and, um, the guy from the Bengals, uh, what's his name? The linebacker. Aloka. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. We're talking we're um, we talking
1: about the Raiders? Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, so, I mean, they're bringing players. I know they just signed, I think they just signed a DN from the A.F. um, as well. So, I'd, I'm not sure if he's going to even make the team. But, right. you know, I, I think that's their biggest need. They're really going to push to draft a DM at 4 or 24 or 27. If, if,
1: jo- if Josh Allen falls to them, they're going to be looking yeah. pretty fucking sad. So,
0: I, I think um, that's their only biggest need. And I would have liked them to actually sign a vet at that position, you know, a starter. Yeah. So that they don't have to, like, really. Because it's possible that, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is, but Kyle Murray doesn't go want, and it, one. And Nick Bosa goes one. You know, Quentin Williams goes, and then Josh Allen. You're at four, and you're like, "Who the hell do we take?" There's not yeah. like a value pick. You kind yeah. of you probably are happy though, because you could trade back. Yeah. But, um, nonetheless, um, is there anything you want to talk about before we go uh, into
1: the mock? Um, no, no. I think we're good. I think you can. Uh, you want
0: to actually before we go in the mock, if you want to push out any Lakers info. Um, with, yeah. With go for it.
1: Yeah. Um, me and Mike had a little back and forth the other day on Twitter about um, if David Griffin. Becomes the Pelicans GM. I do believe that the Lakers will have AD this year. Um, unless some team comes out of the woodworks and, you know, makes a better offer. I think if Griffin's hired, he will be allowed to make that decision. That ownership will have maybe a little say, but for the most part, it will be Griffin's decision. And he was on a podcast the other day talking about how much he likes Brandon um, uh, Brandon Ingram as a player. And how uh, high he is on him. So I would think if the Lakers included him, maybe Kuz, maybe throw in a first round pick or a late second, and, and maybe. And they could just and do whatever filler. best offer that yeah. they had offered last year. Exactly. Time. Something similar to that, but not the whole fucking all blow me down offer. Yeah, if, of he, if he's
0: asking Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuz, Kuz with, and in first yeah. the next two years, yeah. it's kind of like.
1: Yeah. But, but, but two of those three, which I think Brandon Ingram and Kuz are the two prime targets with a first round pick and some filler. I think that deal can get done unless a team blows him away with something. But I just don't see... The thing for me is I don't know that... this. I know for a fact David Griffin will not fuck with Danny Ainge. If Danny Ainge does not include Jason Tatum, he is not even going to pick up the phone. If You want some good karma, Lakers fans? That's the karma right there. The fact that Danny Ainge will not get the phone picked up if he isn't offering Jason Tatum, David Griffin isn't even going to pick up the phone. I, I do not think David Griffin would be that naive to not even try to deal with the Celtics if Jason Tatum isn't involved. It's the same thing if Brandon Ingram isn't involved. The Lakers and Celtics have those are the two pieces the Lakers mm-hmm. and Celtics have to have on the table. If you the Lakers have to give up Brandon Ingram, the Celtics gotta give up Jason Tatum. It's just that simple.
0: Well, you gotta to me there's two things here. First of all, like you said, I don't believe if I, I really I really push that the ownership is going to really try to be kind of a immature, kind of asshole's try not to but get AD, hold on. No, get going. AD to the Lakers. But I do agree, if I'm Griffin and I take this job, I'm I'm letting them know, you have to give me all power to trade to exactly. any team and not allow, you know, blocking me to getting yeah. the best offer. Look, I'm here to build a team and if I the best offer is the Lakers, then then they should be able to take that regardless if he goes to, you know, the, the situation that, that was this past year. I, I think you got to take the best option for your team because at the end of the day I can if if I'm sending a player there I can care less if he wins championships you know if at you're the, the, if they, you're pushing yeah, it you're you got to rebuild your team and you're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league at this point getting rid of AD for at least a couple seasons now if you come and get Ingram and you bring Kuz now you got you got actually building blocks or yeah. even Lonzo yeah you still got a player who's a building which I think Lonzo is a I, extremely I, I, underrated at this point. I really, I,
1: I really hope the Lakers keep him at this
0: point. He needs to... But his biggest issue is don't wear your BBB shoes and stop getting injured. You really well, need to be healthy he, this
1: he's, he's going away from Bill. But he's suing I him. know. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's Plus, going to be a Nike boy. His by dad, then, though, sure. said
0: that he's not going to close down the brand. Well, for, I mean, but regardless, yeah. I know that Lonzo's currently looking for a new agent. Him and Harrison, um, his old agent, have parted ways. And he's currently looking for an agent, and supposedly Lavar is handling those the, those talks um, because he's still trying to push the narrative of trying to get all three sons on one one team, which Lonzo really needs to push stop to that. With his dad, I, I I
1: I was hoping if he would by this um, by him suing all this that he would just completely get out of there. But and, apparently, and, and and that's Nike. a
0: report today that I saw that he um, that he is still his dad is kind of in charge of finding him a. Uh, a new agent, so it's like I said, it could be f- a bunch of bullshit. And, and I
1: and I think uh, one t- one to look out forward to or to look out for is him possibly signing with Clutch, which is LeBron's agency.
0: I don't know if that's going to happen, just because it, on Clutch's side, it just doesn't make sense because you have to deal with Lavar. I don't know, but he's going to f- sign a new shoe deal um, here. He's going to sign with the team, but um, regardless, I think at end of the day. You know, Lon- out today. Lonzo is is you know possibly he's I don't know I think Ingram has the better chance of being a superstar. But if you sign why Ingram's
1: move? I mean I mean I mean he's still nice right now. But at the end of the day, if if there's a piece that's expendable, it would be Ingram. Well, because Ingram is the one points. that
0: doesn't fit in to be honest with you. With he just he needs to go to a team where he can be his own man. Yeah, and no, carry the team. So it's not a, bill, a bad. You know, building block for a team. Um, did you find anything on that?
1: Uh, it says the plan was for the Los Angeles Lakers second year guard to become his own man, but LeVar ball has reemerged as a shot caller and orchestrating his son's next pivotal move.
0: And what's that? It's from who? Yahoo from, Sports? From Chris Haynes. Yeah. Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. And he's
1: got the good clutch, like good, the good, you know, the info. Good info so I, I do believe it, and uh, I hope that it's all, I hope it's not all fully true. Hey, but...
0: At the end of the day, though, it kind of makes sense. Though. He's still your dad, and he did make a mistake. Um, by allowing this guy to kind of control some assets for the business, so I don't know, um, but you know, they're still you know coming into the playoffs here. Um, you know, it's kind of still at this point. I'm not really con- like interested of watching. I know, um, you know, the issue right now with the refs and, and coaches. Refs are just kicking you know anyone out who's arguing with them at this point. Uh, Popovich just got kicked out of the game versus um, versus the Nuggets. You yeah. know? And he's trying to win a game so that he can play the Nuggets, not the Warriors, in the first round. So, we'll yeah. see. It'll be interesting. But moving on, this is Mike Ertazza's Mock Draft 2.0. Yeah, so that's just some fun. Um, so, so, this Mock Draft I'm going to talk about, it has basically kind of basic information that you know rumors that we're hearing um i'll kind of go through what i'm hearing what i'm seeing um i kind of rushed through this so that we can get some content on here for you guys um uh, this is going to be all 32 teams well not all 32 teams because you know, the certain teams that don't have first round picks but right um first round so of course first pick i have kyler murray going to the cardinals now there's you know at this point you you've you've allowed so much rumors and nonsense out that if you don't take him you kind of look like a yeah you know you kind of look like an idiot the
1: only way it works out for them if they don't end up picking him is if they get like a haul yeah of course if other than that dude if if the raiders
0: come out and give them you know two first round picks you know a second and a pick next year then sure i would you know do something drastic um so, you know, Kyler Murray's got to be almost 100% the pick, unless, you know, you're really trying to kill all confidence of your quarterback right. in Josh Rosen. So, um, and that's another thing we'll talk about before ending this is Josh Rosen. Um, so the Niners, you know, there's so many different prospects that you can possibly get. But, you know, to me, you got to get Nick Bosa. Um, he's just, to me, the best prospect in this whole draft. Um, you get him at 2 you don't even look back. You don't look at what Quinn Williams does or Josh Allen. You just let him go out there and succeed. And we have so much talent now. If you get him added onto the D line, that you're pretty much pretty set. Um, the Jets. Now this is the first one where I'm like, I don't see them actually picking here. I think they end up trading back. If it's you know the the Giants, the the Jags. You know, a team that's looking to draft a quarterback, I think, comes up to three. Yeah. Um, because you know the Raiders are looking at quarterbacks, so a team may think, you know, I just want to get up there. I got to get Dwayne Haskins or Locke. I think it's Dwayne Haskins, but, um, but for now, since we're not projecting trades, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. There's rumors that they love Josh Allen, um, but from what sources are saying out there, that the NFL community, the NFL teams, are actually, um. Not as high as Josh Allen is the NFL community on Twitter and and you know media, so, you know they think they can trade back to six or seven and get him there. I I'm th- not sure if that's because you know, on us we we think Josh Allen's a you know should be going at, yeah. at latest four. Yeah. So I, I got I, him there th- at three. I, I
1: think the only way that that may not happen is if they take Quinn and Williams. But I, I think I think those are the four. I yeah. Think those are the top four.
0: Allen Williams So my Bosa, next one right. is the Raiders who um you know I think they really need a defensive end but you know this is the you know possibly the best player in the draft uh, you know even if Nick Bosa turns out to be good Quinn Williams has a higher you know higher ceiling he can be as good as anyone in the league uh, in, the, in the tiering of D line you know he I think he could even move out to edge at some point so um you know, you take the best player available, even though you you really need a, a edge. But there's not an edge player I would take here unless they trade back. Right. Um. So I take them there, and then with the Bucks, the Bucks are another team I can actually see trade back. Um. But for now, I think they they go out and get Devin White. I there's rumors that they love him. Um. They have a huge need at that linebacker linebacker position at Quan Alexander, mm-hmm. and you know Devin White could you know he reminds me of Patrick Willis. You know, sideline, sideline, fast. Not the biggest guy, but he, he's quite you know elusive, and he's gonna be a great player. Um, the Giants, you know, to me, if you don't come out, look, you can draft a quarterback at six or seventeen. Which the rumors are that they want to draft a defensive line, a defensive lineman at, at six, and draft the quarterback at seventeen. To me, you gotta get your quarterback. I don't care. Like I agree. you gotta get your quarterback as soon as possible. You cannot come in. You know, to the season with with Eli as the starter, with nothing behind him at potentially, you know, a first round caliber quarterback. Um, so I think Dwayne Haskins, you got to just get him. Don't don't play this game. Um, what are you gonna get, Rashad Gary? There's not like an elite kind of guy at this point. So unless Quentin Williams or Josh Allen fall to them, you got to just go get your quarterback. And uh, see, I think they, have,
1: I, I could see them reaching for someone like Sweat or Burns. I, I can see I re- them I really that, can.
0: or even they could even go at Oliver. Which no, surprise surprising. I, I, yeah. But to me, this is like, you know, to me they just got to go with it. So with, with uh, seven, I, um, I have the Jaguars taking DK Metcalf. You got to get weapons around Nick Foles. There's, there's like, he's going to a team that has fairly nothing besides Lee and some guys who are potentially, you know, third four receivers on yeah. that team. Um, and you may even think about going, you know, a, a tight end here. So to me, you just got to get the best receiver. Um and that's Metcalf at seven. Um, at eight, you know, you you do get flowers, but I think you still need to get another edge position on that D line for the Lions. So I think you go out and get Rashawn Gary, and this is where kind of you know a lot of players. I don't. I'm just picking. You know, I think fits best with them. I mean, you could literally pick a player that potentially will go at the end of the first, the second, who can actually move up seven because or eight because the edge position so talented with players that I, it could be feral, it could be you know uh, burns or sweat. So you know I, what do you think about that pick?
1: Um, I like it, I like it a lot. I think um, as far as the Lions go, they definitely made a lot of improvements on that defensive end and that defensive mm-hmm. line. Um, I think Gary would basically you know entrench that and basically make them a, a, a solid solid offensive or offensive defensive line for next year. Um, and as far as, uh, DK Metcalf, I think he's the best receiver in this draft, and I would be shocked if the Jaguars didn't take him, especially since they need to give Nick Foles, like you said, as uh, many weapons as they can give him.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to the Bills, um, uh, if you look at Josh Allen, what you watched last year, and you look at his stats, and you just watch his game film, it makes sense. He mm-hmm. had a run for his life. Yeah. That offensive line was trash. So you gotta go out there and get, you know, the best, they're getting the best, potentially the best offensive tackle here, uh, Jawan Taylor. From Florida, you get you stick them in there. He can play left. He can play right. You know he's gonna be out there. You got to get some protection for your quarterback. So yeah. no. um, I know they did sign some interior players this off season. So I think that just helps. Um, it's a good pick.
1: Yeah, I like that pick a lot.
0: Um, and Drew Locke to the to the Broncos at ten. I think this is another scenario where kind of like Eli. Like, you can't go into the season with Joe Flacco as your quarterback. Like, no. only quarterback. Like, I understand he's maybe a stopgap quarterback. He could play potentially the season. But to me, if you're L- L.A. and you don't bring in a quarterback, you got to, like, I'm questioning if you should be my GM. Yeah. And he has questionably like, last season, I thought maybe he should have got Rosen instead of Chubb. Yeah. You know, you got to you got to have something you can't just stick with a kind of crappy quarterback and expect yourself to win
1: just because you won a one super bowl with paint manning who couldn't throw a leg doesn't mean you're going to be able to keep doing that At and i will say improve that
0: offense elway has he could draft defensive players he yeah. just can't draft off weirdly yeah. enough he can't draft offensive players for a list.
1: and it's not a one-sided ball game man mm-hmm. it's not
0: um so with the Bengals, and this this is where i think they have a they have a couple different holes that you know I could see quarterback, but there's not a quarterback I would take at this point. Um, you know you could probably bring in a receiver because AJ Green is a free agent this coming year. And I'm not sure if you're gonna resign him. Um, you D linemen, you know. Uh, so I I stuck with linebacker at Devin Bush. I think he, you know, him and and um, him and Devin White are not that far off. They're kind of similar players, but Devin Bush is a little smaller and not. They both, and they both have the same name. Oh, what did I say? You said well. De- oh, De- I, De- meant, De- I meant, uh, uh, yeah, I meant Devin, Devin White, Devin White and Devin Bush. Oh, yeah, okay, the
1: same name. Devin White Bush.
0: Yeah. So um, I thought I thought I made a mistake and called no, them the no, same name, no, but you, no, uh, you're good. You're good. Uh, so yeah, I th- I think the Bengals got to go out them and you know improve your linebacking core. Um, and you, I don't think you look back and you know there's not a, at this point there's a quarter, there's not a quarterback I would take. Yeah. At this point. Yeah um now here's the interesting with the packers here at 12 i think they're going to draft best player available um to me the best player available is brian burns and i know that they've signed two edge players already um preston smith and then um the guy from the ravens so i think you just got to go and get the best player bring another edge player um you know you can never have enough d line yeah so and, and another option is they could go and you know pick up a receiver which i think is a huge, is, is a need. Um, but you know, they still have another first round pick and this draft is, is extremely filled with receivers. Yes, it is. Um, and I actually have more receivers than I think normally people would have in the mock draft in the first, but I think this receiving core at the end of the, you know, midway of the, of the first towards the end, towards the second, there's so many good receivers. You're going to get such great value. Um, so at 13 is a tough one for the dolphins. Cause again, they have a huge need at quarterback and. But I really think they are going to pretty much tank this coming year, try to get Tao, Tao, Tao how do you say his name? Tao? 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 Oh, um, um, or from uh, uh, Aloa. Yeah, or From next year. Um, I, I think they're going to really push for that, so they're just going to build off on their D-linemen and get Montez Sweat. Again, I think Montez Sweat is going to be an exceptional player. I think he can, he, has, he can be as good as any player in this draft. Um, now getting there is another question. So we'll see that. Now, I think he, he can go anywhere from four, really. I think he can go anywhere for four all the way down to maybe like 24, yeah. really. So I think he can go anywhere in in between there. And here's the, I think, the steal of the draft if, if this happens. If the Falcons at 14 draft Ed Oliver, it's, to me, the steal of the draft. He's a top five talent, and he's dropping at 14, I think is going to be yeah. outstanding. Yeah. And I don't think it has anything to do with Ed Oliver. I think it's just the way the draft happens. There's always players that go up. Further than they should and there's always players you know Devin um Derwin James last year he should have been a top top 10 play, pick and he went and he went to 17 with the Chargers yeah so you know I think Ed Oliver unfortunately he this is such a stacked d-line you know class that if it was you know any other year he'd be a you know top three pick
1: right without a doubt no without a doubt I agree um and Ed Oliver's my favorite player in this draft so uh the Falcons would be getting now two of the last three of my favorite players. They got uh, that other defensive end a couple years ago that I wanted instead of Taco. Oh, I know what
0: you're talking about. Uh, McKen. Uh, Mc- uh, oh, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, here at 15, this is one of the more tougher ones because, you know, I, I can see them going and getting a defensive end. I- they really need a quarterback, but, you know, they're kind of stuck with a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks and an in injured one. Um, there's not a quarterback to draft here. So I, I think you got to go out and get yourself a receiver. There's no... The Redskins here are just... They have nothing at receiver. Just a bunch of bums. And I know they signed a receiver last season to a big contract that who played for the Seahawks, but he had like 300 yards. Um, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. I think the Redskins are just run, run like a bunch of crap. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they really need a... You know their owner has been trashed for years and years and years. But so. if they
1: do go and grab Hakeem Butler, they but yeah, that's Scott, my pick. They do. It, a, they do. That Hakeem is,
0: Butler, I think, can actually a, be the best, best receiver, yeah, receiver in the game. Exactly. I mean, and in that in the game in this in this you know it's this betu- draft,
1: between, it's between him, Metcalf,
0: and Brown for me. Uh, Hakeem Butler to me is AJ Green. I think he's that good. I think he's gonna be a good receiver. Now let's see if he gets there. So. I, yeah. I'd like him a lot and I wouldn't be mad, let's say if my team traded back, yeah. you know, and you know, around this place. I wouldn't be mad if we got him because that's a need for us as a receiver. Yeah. Um now sixteen. The Panthers, you know, I just I want Greedy Williams. To me, he's the best corner in this draft. Um I and this is probably where he'll go. I don't think a this is a pretty bad corner draft, but a corner class, but I think he's gonna be the best corner out of this class um he's fast he's decent size he'll do good with the panthers greedy williams so i like him what do you think greedy
1: i like him um uh i, I don't know um if the cowboys were to maybe trade up at some point like If 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 one, if one of those guys were to fall with like yeah. the late 20s then maybe the cowboys would consider maybe mm-hmm. trading up you know if, considering now that they can have a lot of draft capital with lesser needs than they mm-hmm. originally thought so that could be nice, but I mean, I do like. I think he's the best corner in this draft, without a doubt.
0: Now at seventeen, the Giants. I was trying to put a, a, a you know, a defensive, you know, an edge player here for the Giants, but I didn't feel comfortable drafting anyone at this point. This would probably be if I was them, I would be trying to trade down. But at this point, you kind of, you kind of fix almost your offensive line, but one guard position, and I'm you kind of stuck with Nate Soldier at left tackle. So I went Cody, Cody Ford. Um, at guard, I think you pair that with Will Hernandez, Kevin Zetzler. Man, your interior line... I mean, your offensive line went from one of the worst to probably one of the best. I'm not saying the best, but one of the best. You're getting great players. I think Cody Ford can be one of the best guards in this you know—in this game okay. of football. So, um, what do you think of Cody Ford to the Giants? I mean...
1: I hope they don't get smarter, but I mean, if they do, I mean, it's a good pick for them.
0: Now, I I would have liked them to, at this point if I was projecting trades for them to trade down, because they they do have a need at but you get your quarterback, you know, you got Saquon, you're probably gonna run more. You gotta you gotta get a bit, you know if Saquon has a good offensive line, you he could you know he could beat the record of rushing. Yeah. You know, so it's gonna be fun if they did do this, but yeah, I doubt it. Well, but that's, that's we'll see. I guess we'll have to wait and see. So the Vikings, you know, they always seem to always have a an, Anita offensive line for the past four seasons. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, he needs a good offensive line to actually operate. He's kind of gets happy feet and kind of makes mistakes with pressure in his face. I, I went with Jonah Williams, who I think they'll probably plug at guard um, and potentially move him to a tackle at some point in the future. Um, I think it wouldn't hurt. Um, I think he would be a good guard. And, you know, I think he could play offensive tackle, too, so it'll be fun. Um, Jeffrey Simmons to the Titans here at 19. I think you just start building off that interior D-line and that D-line in general. You just come and bring players and build that that D-defense. I think they're going to be solid. They'll have a—I think they can potentially, with a pick like this, have a top-five defense. Right. Um, and then the Steelers, which, to me, it's tough because, you know, I still think they have a need at receiver uh, outside of, you know, the opposite side of Juju. Um, you know, I think they could on defense really bring, they need a linebacker, but I don't like any linebackers at this point. Um, so I went for another need that they have is corner DeAndre uh, Baker from Georgia. I think he's my number two. Um, I like him a ton. He's going to be a good player. I, I like him way better than Byron Murphy. Um, I think you take him and you're happy with what you got and, um, you're probably looking to draft You know, a linebacker in the second round or the third. I really don't like this linebacker class after Bush. So we'll see what happens. That's also a potential. If Bush falls a little bit, I could see them trading up for him. Right. Um, Yeah, no, without a doubt. Now the Seahawks, I look at that team and, you know, man, their receiving core is not very good. You know, Doug Baldwin's all they have. And after that, it's like... And Doug Baldwin has had some injuries the past two seasons. So I went to kill Harry. I feel like he's a great player you know fit for them. He's just, you know, some he kind of reminds me of, you know, Anquan bolden a little bit. So, I think he's a great possession receiver. You're happy he can play the slot, he could play outside. Um he could still go down the field, so you're pretty good. Thrill, you got to get Russell, especially Russell's looking for a big ass contract again. Um he's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and we'll yeah. see here in the next few days if uh, I think he put a deadline by the 15th of April. We'll see what happens and but you got to get him some weapons. I think if you get him more and more weapons, he's been playing. He's been an all-pro, great re- quarterback with nothing. So, um, Nikhil Harry to the Seahawks at twenty-one. And again, I think this just starts the run at, at re- receiver. You know, you look at the Ravens. I think they should have drafted a receiver last year, but they went and drafted a tight end. So, I think you got to get your quarterback some some weapons and unfortunately he's not the you know you kind of want a a receiver who has a radius to catch everything and i think a.j brown and he's another player i think that could actually be the best receiver in this class he actually can stay healthy he can produce basically do the same thing that make metcalf did and they both went to the same school which is outrageous how mississippi state didn't do anything with these two receivers on the same team yeah so um a.j brown to the ravens here what do you think yeah,
1: I think A.J. Brown, DK Metcalf, and Keen Butler are probably the three best receivers in this draft. And I think, you know, I mean, whoever gets them is going to get really, really steadily players. And Nikhil Harry is not
0: bad either. Now, moving on to the Texans, this is the one that baffles me. How do the Texans not go into free agency and sign any offensive line? Like, literally, your quarterback came out of a Tory's ACL the year prior. Yeah. Last year, he was, you know, he was a play good, but, you know, they kept getting to him. You need to protect this guy. Yeah. So I went out and got on the interior offensive line and Garrett Bradbury. You know, I think you can play all three positions, offensive tackle and both guard positions. You stick him in play and he'll be good for 10 years and you won't even think about it.
1: And that's, what the, and that's what the Texans need.
0: They really do. Um, at the Raiders here, I think they have a position where they can get some talent, either at the receiver position, which they don't need anymore. Maybe they'll get one in a mid round. Um, they need a running back, but I didn't, you know, I don't really like Joshua Jacobs that much. You know, I think they won't like him either. So I think they went out and get the best tight end in the draft in TJ Hawkinson. You know, you put him in with all the talent you have at receiver, and if Derek Carr's the quarterback, you're just, you know, you're feeling really well that he's going to be able to perform and, you know, potentially have another MVP caliber season. We'll see. Um, I do think they need to get a running back at some point in this draft. Um, They do have another first-round pick. Um, But I don't, like I said, there's not a running back I would pick in the first round for them. So we'll see. And at twenty five, this is where the running back, the first running back, gets off the clock is Joshua Jacobs. Uh, So, you know, I don't necessarily like him as a first rounder. In the second round, I can take him. Um, he did run faster at his pro day. He so Alabama had two pro days, and he ran again at the second, and he was in the four fives, which is a little better. But you know, we'll see where he lands. Um, The Eagles, I think they're really gonna. I think you know, there's rumors that we had an argument about. Um, them trading for Duke Johnson. Yeah, I feel like he can be Duke Johnson. Um, he's good at you know catching the ball. I think he's like basically Saquon Barkley, but extremely slower or a lot slower. Not as talented, but he's kind of in that mold. Of what you know, Saquon could do everything. Yeah, um, and he can too, just not have, you know a, a high potential. I think he can be a good back, but he'll never be an elite top five back. Right, uh, maybe top fifteen at this point. Um, so with the Colts, basically you're just signing the best player that you can possibly get and whatever falls to think Colleen Farrell, um, edge player from Clemson. I think you're getting a good player, um, who probably can go up to, you know, 10, you know, he can go anywhere up to the second round. So I think you just draft the best player and you don't think about it. Yeah. Um, now they could go out and get themselves and then their safety to, you know, kind of compliment with hooker and, and their players. Um, you could also go out in there and draft a receiver, but, you know, I don't think they will. Um, and then they have another pick coming up at 34, so they can just, you know, continue to go best player available. Yeah. Now with the Raiders, you're kind of hoping that Farrell falls to you at 27. He doesn't, so you go to the next best player, and I think he's going to actually have a better career than... Um, so I'm talking about Chase Winovich from Michigan. I think he can have a better career than Rashad Gary, to be honest with you. Right. I think he's the better player in the NFL, um, and you're getting him at the end of the first. He's gonna go in the second round, but he's my best player at the edge position. The Raiders really need to, you know, put a player there. I think they go out in the second round at some point and draft, you know, a second or third, and they draft another. Um, Zach Allen would be a fit that I could see them do. You got to get two edge players in this draft in the right. first three rounds right. for them. Um, so yeah, I think they. You would. I would be. I would be ecstatic putting him with. You know, Quinn and Williams, and they have Hurst from last year, and then they, you know, they, I think they're putting together a pretty decent defensive line that you can live with. Right. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Yo, you keep going. You're, You're doing ca- good? You're killing it. All right, and then uh, the Chargers, I think you just continue to get offensive line for your for your quarterback and Phillip Rivers. So I think Dalton Reisner is a player. I would be, you know, he could play, I think, all positions on the offensive line center guard offensive tackle he is basically you know of all trades so over time you can adjust him i think you probably put him at guard or you know right tackle so you don't you don't i don't think you miss a step and you continue to have and you know protect your older quarterback you got to continue yeah. so um with the chiefs here i, I think you basically are just going to draft the best second player in the secondary and stick them there if it's a safety or corner um at this point, Byron Murphy, I don't really like him, but you know, at this, he has value here at the end of the first. Um, I think he,
1: I think he was one of the Cowboys' thirty-man uh, visits. Out of yeah, I don't. Yeah,
0: I think him and Rap. I think it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he has a like a fall yeah. where he falls into the second mid-second, yeah. and let's say if the Cowboys trade up and they go get themselves a corner, yeah. um, he would be. I, you know, in the second, I like him a lot better than, than the first. He just, he, I just don't see him as you know a high potential player i think he could be a decent player right um but i think the chiefs at this point they go themselves a corner um you know i you pretty much if you move him, you could also think of moving him to safety to be honest with you yeah so we'll see now with the 30 at pat with packers this is an interesting you know position for me i think they go again best player available at this point i think is marquise brown hollywood brown out of oklahoma you know he's probably falling if he wasn't injured and he was able to do everything that he wanted i think he could have went top 10 yeah you know we don't he's a little undersized um but he's completely different than you know anything that aaron Rodgers has yeah um, i think he would be an outstanding player um comp- he would compliment Devonte adams yeah. uh, very well yeah. um so he's a speedster reminds me of deshaun jackson so I would have liked to see how how fast he run. I think he might have went to, you know he could have went in the four twos. He probably would have been a four three player and on the forty. I uh, I think you love him. You probably he's probably the receiver that you love most in this whole draft, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um.
1: I think Marquise Brown has potential to possibly be the best receiver in this mm-hmm. draft. Obviously, we'll see how everything shakes out and how you know he recovers from his injury. But I thought he was the best receiver. It was him. Butler and Metcalf for me as my top three before his injury and mm-hmm. his surgery. So, I mean, I just hope that, you know, he's able to come back from his injury and that he's able to be the same Marquise Brown that we saw at Oklahoma because I think he's a very, very special player.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to the Rams at 31. I And this is what I want to say before. I could have saw the 21 the Seahawks trading back, and they yeah. always trade back. Um, they'll probably do that. And here at the Rams, I could see them trading back at this point. Um, but I think they go and they replace and um, Sue, and they get Christian Wilkinson at the end of the you know first. I think, you know, unfortunately with his interior D-line players like Dexter Lawrence yeah. from Clemson as well, they're just falling more than they should um, because the game kind of changed more of a passing game. Yeah. But I think Christian Wilkinson can, you know, I think he could dominate. I think he, he could dominate against the run. He could dominate versus the pass, get to the quarterback, put him next to Aaron Donald. Um, and you can have a monster D-line again. Um, Sue didn't play very well during the season, but once the playoffs kicked in, he was a monster. Um, so we'll see where that goes. And lastly, with the last pick in the 2019 Mike Ertaz, 2.0 mock draft. The New England Patriots, they draft Calvin Herman, right here for NC State. Man, this guy is basically what I think a, a Patriots player would be. I think they were, he has potential to really go anywhere in the first three rounds. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if he went here at this point to the Patriots. Um, I think the Patriots got to go out and get themselves potentially a receiver and a tight end. Um, you got to bring in talent to, to Tom Brady. He's older. You, you know, you got to get him some weapons. And, you know, Tom Brady can do less with, you know, he could do more with less. But you got to, you know, if you give him a, a good receiver... Um, a good tight end. He can, you know, he could be, can, he could do anything.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. So yeah. with
0: that, um, what would be your bet? What do you think is the best pick in this whole draft? Like, honestly, at, in this mock
1: draft. Honestly, I like. Um, it's Down a little bit here.
0: I gotta,
1: yeah. Honestly, I think um, Hakeem Butler by the Redskins is is an absolute. You would. Great you would be hit. pissed if that happened. I I would be pissed because I think he's has potential to be the best receiver in this draft. So I mean. Hakeem Butler, in my opinion, could go anywhere in the top 10. He could go anywhere at 15-20. He could fall out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it, He's such a wild card. It, it's going to be really, really fun. I think this draft, even though the Cowboys don't even have a first-round pick, it's going to be one of the most intriguing drafts in
0: a while. And maybe they might have a first-round pick. Who knows? They might go out and be extremely aggressive, think they can win it all this I, year. I
1: mean, they definitely—if They if you go and get one of the better safeties in this draft class, I mean, they'll we'll look they be at looking it. really solid. I don't
0: think I have a safety drafted in the first round, so—,
1: so Like I said, if if one of those falls to the 35-40 range and they make a make a move, I, I wouldn't be shocked, dude. The, the Cowboys, I think, have a good idea that this team in the next four or five years has a window— where they can go and mm-hmm. be the, one of the best teams in the NFL.
0: With Hakeem Butler, if he falls towards the end of the first, I would be I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners are aggressive and they trade up for and him.
1: The Niners should be. Niners should be. They got a damn good goal. And now you
0: you know, we go through into the next couple picks and you know, I, I think a lot of people are surprised how many receivers are gonna go in my mock draft. Um, but I think there is you know, how many do I have here? I think you had five. Five? I, I, think, I so. think there's probably five first round potential players here. You had um
1: Harry, Brown uh, both Browns, Metcalf and
0: uh Butler, right? They five, yeah. Mhm. Five and a tight end. And then you yeah. know I wanted Debo Samuels probably one of the one the next ones to go off the board in the and next he's few actually picks. one
1: I like that the Cowboys could maybe snatch in the third, fourth round if you were to fall a little bit. Yeah. I I,
0: I would think he'd be a nice compliment to add, but um and then, uh, Paris Campbell from Ohio State, I think he, he can be... If he could hit his potential, he yeah. could be Hodel Beckham, so... Yeah, th- no, there's... And other. that's a guy who could also go... I have him as a second-round grade, but I think he... he wouldn't surprise me if he went in the first, because just the way he plays, I think he could... Add, again, if he hit everything on uh, his whole potential, he could be the best receiver in this whole draft. And I say this about almost every... Pl- I really like this this draft for, for yeah. receivers. No, it's really... That's deep. the one thing where... um. You know there may not be like I, there may not be a you know top five receiver in this draft, but there's a whole lot of good receivers who are going to come out of this draft, and you're going to be happy if you draft one in the first or second round. So, um, with yeah. that, I do want to point out before we finish this mock, um, there's a report that Russell Wilson put a deadline in January to April 15th for the Seahawks to re sign him, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean he holds out? Does it mean he's not gonna sign a contract after April fifteenth that they you know, what does that mean to you about uh, Russell Wilson um requesting a contract due, uh putting I, a deadline for th- April fifteenth? There's 15th? a
1: lot of rumors and I hope they're not true. There's a lot of rumors that he wants to end up in New York. There's a lot of lot of lot, of, lot of heavy. What heavy, would be top what would
0: heavy. be the value for you to trade him? Like if you're the Seahawks, I would what do
1: you say, I would say at least two first round picks?
0: Oh, I think like Three or four, at least. I'm, that's why I said at least two. You could fill I second don't, and third if to you me, want. But I, I would say two or three. He, his contract ends at the end of the year. Yeah. I would rather franchise him three times than trade him for anything less than maybe three first for picks. I think three or four takes it. Like you're getting a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's still in his prime. Yeah. And he could play another ten years. If I'm the Seahawks and we don't come to an agreement, I'm gonna continue to franchise him. Yeah. You know, maybe he holds out, but I'm not gonna give him the opportunity to just walk.
1: Yeah, I know. Like they can't do they can't do what they did with the old Thomas with Russell Wilson.
0: No way. He's he's their team. Like you if you don't allow him like he they trade him this year, yeah. They're the worst team in the league. Yeah. That's how bad they are. Yeah. That's how bad the Seahawks are. And that's why that I keep, he uh,
1: Seahawks fans got to be really thankful for Russell Wilson because
0: man, if he ever leaves, they are so screwed. Russell Wilson, you know, he 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 makes the offensive line look better. He has no weapons. Doug Baldwin was injured most most of the year last season. Yeah. And he made them into a playoff team. Yes, their defense looked decent, but let's say you put a bad quarterback on there. You you have a lot of, you know, three three and outs. You're on the field all the time. That defense is going to be terrible. So, yeah. to me, you cannot trade Russell. Like, you literally cannot tr- trade him. You literally franchise him until you cannot franchise him anymore. Yeah. That's to me. You cannot trade him. He he. Now, if he was five years older, then maybe I would think about it. But he's like, what, 30, 31? Uh, no way. Yeah. Um, another report before we end. I keep saying this. Um, did you read the report about Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and yeah, all that craziness? That. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll say this. Aaron Rodgers' ego is just crazy. It, I, I've i said it from the get go. He's a li- he's he's. But you he, know what? He's spoiled, dude. At this year, if he can, if he just if he can get back to how he was playing, then I think you can deal with it. It is what it is. Kind of like you know you got to deal with you know was it KD's craziness, LeBron's K- craziness. It is what it is. Uh, he's it. He was the best quarterback in the league. I'm not sure if he is anymore. I'm not sure how you know injuries have occurred to his career you know different things yeah we'll see this coming year with a a a new head coach who's an offensive minded creative so we'll see if he can get back to that i like i said i would still i still think he's a top five quarterback but we'll see last year he did not play like a top five quarterback he might have been top 15 yeah so we'll see We'll okay. see with that. And do you want to add anything before we end the pod? Uh, no.
1: I think we're good. I think I think we covered just about
0: everything we need to cover. We're hoping to get some more interviews here soon. Um, I'm looking to get John Middlecoff actually after the draft, and then Scoop B at some point. We're gonna get um, for gonna, the playoffs. And then I'm
1: gonna get Harrison and Anthony before yeah. the um after probably after uh sometime after the mock uh the lottery happens mm-hmm. when the picks are finalized, so we can uh, talk about yeah. that and all that.
0: And so we have um. We're going to have some fun here. We're hoping to figure out some sort of live streaming with us so you guys can Get the draft, watch yeah. the draft, our reactions. And then right after the draft, we'll have a, a really quick pod, yeah. um, go through what we liked, what we didn't like, things like that. So with that, we'll end the pod. Hope you have a good weekend. And if anything crazy happens this weekend, like we'll, we'll, we'll Russell Wilson do, gets yeah. traded, we'll have to have an emergency pod. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see.
1: Yeah, keep a lookout for those. Have a good, have a good one. Have good day, guys.
0: Bye.